from the well it's been a while yes it has been a while but i am back finally um welcome to the crazies episode nine um i know it's been a while i took a little hiatus just took a couple weeks off um to chill i got some other things that i was trying to put some energy to and focus on um but you know i can't just leave the crazy show hanging i would never do that so i'm back and i've you know had some got some stuff done i should say a lot of stuff off my plate so i figured now is as good as time ever to you know to drop episode nine so um again welcome to the crazies i hope you miss me all right i probably won't be doing that again hopefully i can get this schedule worked out where i can kind of <clears throat> keep them coming you know every week but uh it was much it was much needed though i'm not gonna lie everybody now they just need a little break from everything i actually stayed off social media too i stopped editing i just really just put everything aside um and just kind of enjoy the fam do some things around the house got some other um things i was working on as i said so um but it feels good honestly i took enough uh, enough of a break where i kind of missed it myself like yo this was my outlet, um, so this is being able to talk about things that's been going on, um, you know, how I feel about my community, how I feel like I want to just, you know, I'm not trying to say educate like I, like I know it all, but, you know, just kind of share some of the stuff that I research and come across my, my, my ideology behind some of the things that I feel like would benefit others, you know what I mean? Whether, you know, it might not, maybe, I don't know, but I'm not just going to sit on it, right? So um, I figured I'll come back this week. A lot has been going on. Um, and what I want to talk about is kind of in light of what's been going on, um, as far as like the music goes, you know, um, you know, the Grammys just happened not too long ago. Of course, Killer Mike just won, you know, some of the biggest awards of the night from the Grammys. And I never seen someone who makes, you know, good music, really, really good music. Killer Mike makes good music. And I never seen someone get the backlash, you know, every year it's kind of like, oh, he got snubbed, oh, he got robbed, and things like that, but the Killer Mike, you know, slander was kind of different, right, it was kind of putting a spin on what hip-hop is and what hip-hop should be, you know, it's kind of like that changeover from what people are accustomed to hip-hop looking like now versus what it used to look like and versus what is just good hip-hop, and the reason why I want to talk about that now, because it's a lot of factors that go into that now. And one thing I do not like to see is how everybody seems to overshadow, you know, the bigger implications of hip hop music. Um, and, you know, of course, it's, it's always a younger crowd, older crowd type of thing. But I think the principles should remain in the essence, right? Like, your mom is your mom, but at, at 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 some point your mom gave birth to you, so you're always gonna show respect no how no matter how old she gets, and no matter how she may see things, you're gonna just have that you know general respect that someone that birthed you, someone that came before you and showed you some things, and and and, and so on, so on, so forth, and so on. I feel the same way about hip hop. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of the the younger the younger generation and even some of the milder older generation are starting to forget. Um, you know, I don't want to say the essence of hip hop, but just like, you know, the backdrop for hip hop, you know what I mean? And, um, the reason why I want to talk about it, because I, you can easily tell that hip hop is attached to our culture. Our culture is constantly under attack from every angle, including music. Um, so 
you know, to kind of get in the space for, for what I wanted to talk about, you know, I, I went and I uh, watched a documentary on YouTube. Um, it was through PBS. All right. It was um, the origins of hip hop. And I do, I recommend that you guys go check it out. Uh, they got, they got a, the full version, I believe is on there as well, but I did just, you, they had like a, a smaller version. So I'm like the summary version of the whole episode is probably like five minutes, five or six minutes. Um, and then I did some other research and just looked up a couple things, you know, and, um, yeah. And what I was trying to research to put into perspective, I kind of feel like I was on the money. All right. Because, um, you can't really look at hip hop without looking at the history of music. Right. And I don't want to say black music because I don't want to make it seem like, you know, it's a difference between what we did and what other people did. But the reason why when I refer to as black music, I'm going to say music that was made by black artists. All right. It's not just saying I'm putting music in a box or genre to just say, oh, this is black music and all the other music is, is just music. Right. But when I say black music, I'm referring to music that was created by black artists. All right. And so since their inception of of black artists being able to express themselves with music. Um, there's always been this thing that, that overshadowed um, our talents and how we should be treated and compensated for our music going far as back as um, Frankie Lyman. Look at the Frankie Lyman situation. And I use Frankie Lyman because he had a very popular mu um, movie, Why the Fools Fall in Love, you know, with um, I think it's Lorenzo Tate, um, Holly Berry, um, and I, I believe Vivica Fox is also in there and it's one more, and I, you know, sunshine from, um, Harlem night. Sorry. I don't know her name by heart, but, um, it was a really dope movie. And I think that movie's kind of, you know, fairly, um, recent, you know, a couple last 20 years or so. So if you want go check out that movie, but Frankie Lyman, um, was an example of how a lot of these, uh, people in positions of power. Um, who have the resources, you know, they take music and they kind of, you know, they don't have no respect for the artists. They just see dollar signs. And unfortunately, a lot of black artists were subjected to, you know, getting a, their masters stole, their copyrights infringed on. And it's a lot of artists from the 60s and 70s. I would even argue now that families or their estate does not benefit from a lot of their music. It's the the executives and the people at the radio stations. And, you know, it's a lot of backhanded snake stuff that happen. Um, a lot of white executives um, and people of other uh, uh, ethnical backgrounds was taking advantage of these black artists because they knew they was in a vulnerable spot. It was so many laws and um, Jim Crow and everything. So we couldn't get access to a lot of things. And a lot of these people pretended to be you know, in our corner as black artists to say, hey, I'm going to help you get this out. Hey, this music is nice. But ultimately, they will go off and then sign these deals without the artist being there and retain the rights and residuals from their music. It's been happening forever. Um, more than only is Elvis Presley. People get pissed when you talk about Elvis Presley. For Elvis to have such a hardcore fan base is kind of crazy that a lot of people don't realize that Elvis kind of stole a lot of his style, his, his mentally, the way he seen, the way he danced was, uh, was kind of stolen and bitten from black artists. Um, and I don't care who Elvis was as a man. If you stole, you stole. I mean, it's not hard to see. You just do your research. You know what I mean? Elvis was one of those people I feel like benefited. So, um, just the background on how artists, Billy Holiday, you look at Billy Holiday, you know, look at Josephine Baker, 
Um, look at how they try to do Ike Turner, you know, uh, I understand the personal things that he went through in his life, but um, here is a man that's kind of credited for the start of rock and roll. And when you think about rock and roll now, you don't think of black artists, you know, it's not even something that's even contributed to like a genre we would participate in or have any say so in, you know what I mean? But they would try to act like we had no input to a lot of this. And let's just be honest, uh, black artists have contributed to every genre of music. You know what I mean? I don't care from country to metal to um, emo, whatever, you know what I mean? Like we have always had this, this problem with our creations re remaining with us, the original concept remaining with us. And that's what brought me to hip hop. And speaking of Elvis and hip hop, it's funny how um, you have artists like Eminem who, who have said in songs himself that, you know, he's not the first person to use black music, you know, to get rich, you know, kind of like he's the Elvis of hip hop, you know, no, no credit from him. If he's talented, he's talented, but let's just be real. You know, if you took something that was, um, an expression of African-American culture and you use it to get rich and then you kind of, you know, separate yourself to, to another degree of of hip hop, like, you know, you this and, and they're this, um, you, you know, it just, it just doesn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't care about Eminem, you know, being considered someone who has, um, a good talent in hip hop and, you know, done some things in hip hop, but I just, I don't really, I have a problem with people calling him like the rap God of hip hop and so many black artists is just putting him on the number one list. You know, just, you know, I, I just, I don't know to me, he he should be on some list for sure but to just be throwing him as the the god of hip hop and rap god and all this stuff just doesn't sit right from a cultural standpoint and again it it just goes back to like what Elvis did you know how they did um you know even how they did um Richard um even how they did um you know to the Feudy, on Rudy you know they they just, they always use us as just a creative outlet for them to make money. I don't think a lot of them cared about our culture, our community, what we was trying to express. I think a lot of them seen dollar signs. And that's what brought me to the what's going on with hip hop today and our culture. If you look at the origins of hip hop, it started off as something, again, um, birthed in these predominantly black communities, um, us trying to have a way to express ourselves. Every time we try to do something, we get knocked back down. We can't do this. We can't do that. So we we have had this 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 well with this well renowned practice of just recreating and reinventing ourselves and doing stuff for us. Hip hop is the same. And again, so you know, what hip hop is is kind of is kind of tricky. You know, to to kind of dance around the subject of music and hip hop. And that goes for all genres. Once we get out of hip hop, I'm just trying to connect the hip hop aspect to, to what's going on. And um, you look at the origins of hip hop, man, a lot of the first hip hop records, a lot of the hip hop songs, they were they were really, you know, just about expression. That's it. You know, it was about, you know, what's going on in the area around us, what we would like to see changed, um, some of the stuff that we already been dealing with, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of you know, groups like Public Enemy with KRS-One, these people were, you know, they wasn't really shy about calling out the political elements to why our communities the way they were. 
Um, they wasn't really shy about calling out, you know, the drug dealers and how they was damaging the community. Um, and you can see even like when I was doing my research, I was looking at a lot of old school hip hop pictures. A lot of the, I watched a couple old videos from the late 80s, early 90s. And one thing I noticed was that mostly every artist you've seen back then had like a, a African medallion on some form of African culture or some type of expression of our heritage, even it'd be like um, Cleopatra, you know, the, you know, Cleopatra face, um, you know, the African, um, African symbol of the continent, you know, the, the red, black, and green um, medallions and things like that. It was always some element of representing our culture. And we didn't just talk about a lot of crap in these songs, you know what I mean? A lot of artists was dropping jewels about what was going on. Um, look at, I, think, I believe it's Grandmaster Flash, The Message, you know, which I, I, I personally think The Message is one of the first staple hip hop songs to me, you know, the don't push me close to the edge, you know, things like that. And um, that song was really just highlighting what we was going through. It was something that we all in our community can relate to, because I'm pretty sure a lot of us black folks in any community across the America was dealing with a lot of things that was that was expressed in that in that song. So that's that's how that's what hip hop came from. And again, when it first came out, wasn't no other participants in that but us. And as it started to expand, of course, you know, you know, a lot of people start to latch on to it and be like, oh, wow, this is this is nice. Now, this is where it gets tricky, right? Because as hip hop starts to develop, um, if you look at the history of hip hop, man, they, they didn't give hip hop no respect. This is what really pisses me off about the whole thing is like when hip hop first came around because of who we were and the people who created it, um, they didn't give us the time of day. They didn't care about hip hop. There's quotes in magazines of music execs and other artists from rock and roll and country just really just down talking hip hop. Like, oh, that is not real music. Oh, it ain't going to last five years. And all this stuff, they didn't give us the time of day. The moment they found the niche to where hip hop can be profitable. Now, all of a sudden, everybody named mama love hip hop and want to be a hip hop head. You know what I mean? And what's so crazy is that it seemed as though this is where I, this is where it kind of comes into play when you start thinking about the, the trajectory of hip hop, um, where it started versus where it was going versus where it ended. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it should have took on a different life form to where hip hop stayed close to the barriers of what it is. If you listen to a lot of country songs, they stay close to where they started from, the blues, and they didn't really change too much. Even today's country songs, you can tell a country song when it comes on. You there's there's no way a, hit, a song come on that's country and you're not gonna know it, right? It's this rock and roll song, heavy metal. It's when them songs come on, you're gonna know it. You're gonna know what they are. Hip-hop is the only genre now where certain things come on. You're like, whoa, what is this? And they're like, oh, that's hip-hop. And it's like, is it? You know, it's like now it's all these different things, people doing whatever they want, saying whatever they want, and then they just calling it hip-hop. And it's just, you know, it's a smack in the face because I don't think a lot of these people who had the vision of what hip-hop should be um, had to say so on that, right? And so then you have the, um, these other war come. The Grammys didn't even acknowledge us for a long time. The Grammys didn't even make a category. You know what I mean? Will Smith and them was the first. I believe Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff was the first to win a Grammy. And that was in like the 89 or 90. You know what I mean? At that point, hip-hop had been around for almost 10 years. 
You know what I mean? So they, it, was a, it was just a slow grind. But then all of a sudden, because even with me, I'm glad I came into music when I did. All right. Well, I, I came into hip hop and music around a time when Tupac was still big, when um, Nas and, you know, a lot of, you know, OC, um, you know, Wu-Tang, Method Man, all these cats. Um, and even from the West Coast, you know, you had like the Sosa Mischief, um, Hieroglyphics and all these type of artists. Um, I'm, I, I'm glad I kind of gravitated around that time because even still hip hop was starting to change a little bit, but it still had its essence, right? You like even Tupac, you know, Tupac talked a lot of gangster stuff and, you know, but y'all can't not deny that Tupac stayed dropping jewels. He stayed pointing out elements in our community. He stayed pointing out things that was wrong with our community from a political standpoint. He was being very uh, revolutionary with the music. You know, Nas was too. Nas was constantly dropping jewels. Um, some of the first things I heard about Egypt and, you know, our ancestors from Egypt and Egypt people being black was from through Nas music. So there was a callous to what that was, to what was supposed to be included into the style of hip hop, you know, which I, I feel like is dropping jewels, right? And then you would notice that slowly but surely, all of a sudden, hip hop became nothing more about just saying whatever you want, being as vulgar as possible, being as disgusting as possible, um, you know, and now people want to sit here and say that's hip hop, right? And then me as a person, you know, who has come up in, in the element of hip hop and I want to compare the changes, they want to use the age demographic. And I just feel like that's part of it to keep it going where it's going. I can't argue that people behind the scenes had a hand in creating something that would become more and more profitable, right? And in essence, whatever was selling is where hip hop had to go. It wasn't no, just stay in your lane and we'll just continue to grant game momentum and gain fans and gain people to respect our culture over the course of the grind. It, it was, it was like injected to be like, you know what? We don't like the, the influence that this is having in a, in a way that is, that is moving, right? We got to do something about this. Let's, let's beef it up and make more money, but also let's stop putting so much into these messages. And I'm not saying that it's not any artist right there, but even right now today, if you look at it, it's not a lot of artists who is dropping music that they're giving you game and jewels and, and things that you can kind of hear about later. Like, you know, when I used to hear certain songs or when I used to read certain books, right, when I started really getting into researching my history and my culture, you know, I would read certain things and be like, oh, wow, I heard Pac say that in a song before. Dang. You know, it was kind of make that connection like, dang, these wasn't just niggas trying to make money rapping about crap. They was really doing their research. They was really in tune to what was going on. And it made it feel a little bit more good about what you were listening to. Nowadays, um, you know, there's really a, not a lot to hang on to when these rappers are rapping. You know what I mean? And it's sad because I, the younger generation, of course, that is that is that 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 passion to want to have something that's ours, something that's created by us for us. And I, I get that. You know, everybody goes through that. It's just it's just something that happens, right? But when they are not willing to listen and do the research of history, it's hard for them to see why what they have is probably not as good as it was when it first came out. All right. And that's why they make the separation. You know, what they consider good music is, you know, they listen to a song, you know, um, 
And me and my wife was listening to the radio. Finally, after a while, we just turned it on. We weren't really trying to find a particular. I just turned on some music, and we just turned on the radio. And man, it was just wow. It's like, what are they talking about? You know what I mean? It's like they want to, every song was you know it was kind of like the same layup format, you know, and you know it was just the same thing. Money, money, money. Um, what I do to you if you make me mad, you know, what I do to your girl when she see me. And it was just all about money, 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 bragging, 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 money, 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 bragging, bragging, bragging. And, um, it sucks because when the, the newer generation gets that, they feel like it's theirs. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is hip hop. You know, this is where it come from. We know, but without them doing the research on the essence, it's hard to make that connection. Like, wait a minute, this, this is, this is tampered with. Right. And we're not in that area where people like to think for themselves anymore. Not too much because social media and all this stuff like it's hard for people to really think for themselves these days. So what you have is a lot of people who are willing just to follow some because it's what's hot. And we're all and, be, and because it's happening at a rate every generation, we all are victims of it. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not saying we're not. I was a victim of it towards when I first came into music, when I was old enough to realize what I was hearing, what I liked. But didn't like um, I was I came in at a certain part of hip hop that I felt like was the last of that era. And when the 2000s hit and, um, you know, like Benny Siegel and all these cats came out, you know, it was still good hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Because even Benny Siegel, he had a song called Remember the Times. And, you know, he's just talking about the struggle and how to make it out. But it became a lot more about the aggression. You know what I mean? Like um, we started mocking and wanted to be like the Sopranos. You know, we wanted to be mob figures now. Everybody wanted to be this and that. And um, we slowly started to lose the essence of what hip hop was originally the impact of it. Not saying that things don't change. That's cool. But I feel like, again, traditionally, when you look at blues, when you look at country music and things like that, its involvement doesn't change the face of it. Like you can hear any song and still get that connection to where of the essence. And hip hop, again, is not. You cannot get the essence on some of the songs you hear now. A lot of the songs you hear now is kind of like, yo, what is this? You know what I mean? It's not following the mantra of giving you something positive, kind of, you know, telling you about what's going on in the community, calling out politicians, calling out what's going on behind the scenes. It's kind of like, if I can make money off this, that's all that matters. And that's where we at in hip hop. And it's sad because I really feel like what happened to Killer Mike was only in fact to what he have and don't have and who know him and who don't know him. You know, that's how we judge good music now. If they talking about money, if they got money from it, or if everybody know him and everybody listening to it. That's what a lot of people I feel like is judging good music off of. And, and don't get me wrong, I was guilty. Um, I know Killer Mike from the Outcast, and again, I I listened to Outcast growing up. They was I had I was lucky enough to be around that era where they they last couple albums I was there for, and um, you know Outcast was definitely different. Of course they were, and um, so my introduction was through Killer Mike came through Outcast. So I always knew what he was capable of, and then you know Run Your Jewels, you know you hear stuff like Dang Killer Mike, you know it's that essence, right? So. It's sad when someone like Killer Mike, you know, make an album. I really didn't hear it, you know what I mean? But with all the uproar, I kind of was like, you know what? Let me go spin it. Because I heard the single, you know, Science and Engineers, and the song that he had with Andre 3000, you know, that was like the single, I believe. I heard that, and that song was amazing to me, honestly. Um, and then I went to go listen to the album, and it was kind of like, 
Um, whether you know Killer Mike or not, whether you whether he has money um, and all the fancy fly stuff and doing all the young stuff that people like to see, how could you listen to that album and not think that it qualifies to be a good Grammy winning hip hop album? You know, and that's that's what that's what's kind of scaring me because I feel like we don't even know that our music is our music has been compromised anymore. Like we are now full blown into wanting to hear the crap. Like we don't want to fix it. We don't want to call people out. We have now accepted that this type of music is our music. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's killing me. And it's like the younger generation who has the most passion, which we need them because they have that passion and energy. Um, they're they're not willing to listen about it. You know, they're not willing to do the research. You know what I mean? And that's what's really going to kill it flat out. And even now today, you look at a lot of the female artists, a lot of the male artists, it's like overall, because I, I don't like to generalize. So I do know that there's a lot of talented female artists and male artists who are making quality music, right? Who's putting a little bit of everything into their music, right? They're taking risks. They're challenging things. They're calling out things, right? They're not just on here for three and a half minutes talking about what they're going to do to their ops, talking about how much money they got and how they bought the crew this, bought the crew that, how they take your female and do whatever they want to her and give her back. You know, they, you know, it's just like some albums and some music you listen to that's all they talk about. And it used to just be a couple artists pushing the envelope. But now the like if you look at the majority, like the majority of female artists sound the same. They talking about the same stuff. The majority of hip hop artists, the these new dudes, and a lot of older dudes who want to reinvent themselves. You know, it's sad that they're they're all doing the same thing. They're talking about the same thing, same thing. And for example, the last person I would I would say that was kind of on that level um, closest to Tupac, and I say Tupac because Tupac dropped a lot of jewels, but he still told you, like, I ain't on none of that. You know what I mean? I get busy when it's time to get busy. Um, you know, this is what I represent. I love my people. I love gangsters. As long as they're doing what they're supposed to do, that's what's up. But at the same time, don't get it twisted. The government ain't doing this. Um, yo, you got to take care of your community. You got to take care of your mom. You got to take care of your family. You got to protect black people. He told you that. Nipsey Hussle was probably one of the last cats that did that. You no, know, Missy Hussle, you by listening to Nipsey, you know, like man, he's been through some stuff. He telling you the gangster aspect, the element of what's going on and what he what he about. But at the same time, a lot of his songs he was dropping jewels about like you know getting in shape, protecting your community, um, you know, supporting black owned and things of that nature, and not just supporting black owned because they black, but supporting them because you know how hard it is for them to get established and stay established, you know, and, you know, and what be going on behind the scenes. And, you know, and it's kind of like hip hop, you know, it's just, where is that? It's not just hip hop. You know what I mean? Like if you look at kind of like gospel music, I always throw gospel music in there and let me get, let me get this clear. All right. I grew up in church, um, real church, like not real church, but I grew up really in church. Like, half my life going to Sunday school shut-ins um you know being in a band Easter speech Christmas speeches I did it all you know what I mean I did it all so a lot of my experience and elements of where I come from is going to be from a, a religious aspect um because that that kind of you know captivated a, a, a good portion of my life you know what I mean um and so even like the gospel music that I used to hear when I used to go to church as a child you know you hear gospel music now and you can't tell if it's hip-hop or gospel music 
You know what I mean? And I was today years old when I found out that Kirk Franklin did a song with Lil Baby. I was sitting here watching videos and Kirk Franklin came on with a song with Lil Baby. I don't know how to feel about that. I really don't, man. And everybody know Kirk has been pushing an envelope, man. He was just on doing a performance in a, in a vest with no shirt on. It's kind of like, what happened to gospel music? You know, and it's like, it's different. And I, the, I'm going I'm to be real. I'm being honest. I don't, you know, I try not to say I don't care what people think, but it's just my, it's how I feel, right? So, um, Kurt Franklin doing the song with Lil Baby, I, I feel like sends the wrong message. I do. Now, I can see what he was trying to do, and I can see where you, people might get a positive out of it. I can't. But overall, long term, I don't think that was a good look. I don't. It didn't help hip-hop, and it didn't help gospel music. What it did was just add more confusion. So let's put it like this. Got Kurt Franklin represent the gospel crowd. Um, and when you say gospel, again, just like hip-hop, just like country, it's a standard for what makes this gospel, what makes this hip-hop. And when you go off the guidelines, it confuses on what this is. And a lot of people are obsessed with just changing things to make it their own, right? So Kurt Franklin is a gospel singer. So a lot of people, a lot of his followers are religious people, gospel um, people who who probably are very into the Bible, into religion, and to um, you know the church element, right? So you are introducing all these people to Lil Baby. All right, now you listen to Lil Baby, and you hear him on his on his song with Kirk. He's trying to, you know, he's trying his best to keep it clean. You know, he's trying to be supportive and trying to be. You know, but then after this song is over and people go off and be like, huh, who is this little baby cat? I like him on this song. Let me go check out some more of his other music. And you go hear the rest of his album, the rest of his mixtapes, and you're like, what? Now, it would be different if Lil Baby did that song and then afterwards he continued on that trajectory. Then that would have been a benefit to gospel. Might even been a benefit to hip hop to get another artist off talking about stuff that's just not really beneficial. Now again, I, I get it that it's mood music, right? It's time, it's music where you want you a little angry, you a little aggressive, you want to blow some scene. So you want to hear a song about doing all this wild stuff that you know you're really not gonna do in real life, right? And then you want to hear a party song where you want to just, you know, you want to hear a song about your girl, you want to hear a song about you dealing with your teacher, like you want to hear different aspects of mood music, but. When the music becomes, uh, when the when when a genre or a you know a type of music becomes the mood, the mood like like drill, like drill music, that became the mood, right? It wasn't like this adds to a different mood in hip hop. It became the mood. So, and when you go over there and you listen to, let's say I'm a drill man, I love drill music. That means every damn near every drill song I listen to is going to sound the same and pump the same type of energy into me. So after I listen to 30 hours of this mess, what do you think I'm going to be feeling like? What do you think I'm going to want to do? And that's another thing that I feel like we're now pushing aside from the concept of hip hop. We're acting like it doesn't put something in your brain. It's very dangerous to listen to certain type of music. And psychology wise, you do your research, man, music can shape how you think and how you respond to stuff, especially people who are not strong minded especially people who are already kind of, you know, having delays, mental delays and things like that. You know, it's hard for people to really separate the music. And you spend enough time listening to our, somebody told me like this, when I was, when we was talking about music with some guy, 
And he put it like this. He said, man, just check it out. You listen to your favorite artist almost every day. Everybody got a favorite artist. You listen to this artist. Let's say you listen to this artist every day. Every time his music come out, he's telling you about what he's been through. He's telling you about his history. He's telling you about what he want to do in the future. He's telling you about his accomplishments. After a while, you're going to feel like you know this person. They're going to feel like y'all best friends, even though you never met them. That's what music does. You know what I'm saying? So if this, if this artist is putting a lot of negative energy into me, I'm going to start to appreciate the negativity. Get it? Right? So this is what happens when we don't realize where music should be going and where it's been taken to. And of course, it's, it's, I can go a lot of different places with this topic, and I can talk about this for a very long time. But this is, again, where I would like to do more of a call to action for y'all to kind of just do a little research on on music, you know, how it came about, a lot of the the crap that goes on behind the scenes and how many artists was, you know, you just, just look at how many artists that started off really hot and just disappeared. You know what I mean? Look how many artists was just, um, just taken for a run, a music stolen, a master stolen, um, and just reduced to nothing, you know? And now the artists are so much under pressure because you have artists pretty much, I call it selling your soul. When they say you sold your soul to the devil, it's not like you literally made an agreement with the devil to do all this crap, right? When they say you sold your soul to the devil, what is the root of all evil? Money. So when you're willing to put your morals and values aside just to make money, you pretty much sold your soul to the devil. That's what that means. And you got to, I, I just, I guarantee you, you got a lot, of, a lot of artists out here who know what they're talking about is not good, who know they wouldn't want their own children, their own people, their own family listening to what they're saying every day, all day. They know that. But because they get a check, they're fine with it. To me, that's selling your soul to the devil. You know, and there's a lot of artists that, like, again, do your research. There's a lot of artists that just was like, nah, I'm done. I'd rather stop making music than to sell myself out to make that type of music just to get on, just to be rich. And it's a shame to a lot of people that felt like Killer Mike didn't deserve that, that Grammy win, right? I, I mean, I can't sit here and say, oh, three Grammys, you know, whatever. I don't, it was a good album. It was it was a good album. It was definitely a good album. And I feel like a lot of people that's giving them slack is from that concept of the 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 old the ageism. Old versus new. And what what we cannot realize, what a lot of young folks don't realize because they still kind of young, and the older you are, the more you can see the the full spectrum a little bit. When you've been around longer, you can see the full spectrum. So you can see like, all right, it, there was a lot of classism and respect in hip hop. And it just slowly started to decline. So when you look back now, you kind of like, dang, dog, we went to saying this, to saying that, to saying that. Now the bar is so low. People are saying whatever they want in these songs. Like, literally, you can even now say the B word and bitch and fuck and all that stuff on. You can say that now on the radio. A lot of these radios, like, you'd be like, whoa, are we listening to the radio? Like, they're saying a lot more. And personally, to me, I don't feel like that's by accident. I'm just keeping real. Because if you look at the, the consumers and everybody say, well, white folks is the most consumers of hip hop, whatever. They can consume the most, but it's our music. So guess who's under the most pressure to try to create? Yeah, it might be white people that's buying it, but the people who are making it is the ones that's making it look like, oh, it's it's a beautiful. You get money. You can live your dream. You can travel the world. You can have girls and jewelry. So the black kids in the hood is thinking like, wow, I want to do that then. They don't care about buying it. They want to be the artist. So I don't care who's consuming it. I care about 
um, the influence it has on the next generation to want to continue it on. So now people are just continually trying to push the envelope, man. So I really would, I would, I would, I just want to say congratulations to Killer Mike. I don't have a problem with younger people's opinion. I'm not even that old. Um, you know, but again, it's hard for you to have those conversations because they haven't did the research. They haven't looked at the full spectrum. They don't care about what happened with money because money is like just taking over. Everybody just care about the money. Even with gospel music, as I was saying, I think a lot of these gospel artists start to get like, look at hip hop and get a little jealous about like, man, they, they can make some real money. Let me try to change up some stuff. Let me follow this template that, that Kurt Franklin set forth and take it to another level. You know what I'm saying? And um, we can just make some money, get more people involved. That's to me like selling your soul, honestly, because that, that stuff doesn't help anybody at the end of the day. I don't think so. You know what I mean? It's just another way for our culture to stay going on a decline. You know what I mean? Because music is a very important element of the culture. It's expressive. It's art. It's artistry, right? I don't care what nobody say. Artistry and that element of the culture is part of it, you know, because the culture is not just one thing. It's not just because you black, where you live. Culture is literally everything. It's language. It's how you dress. It's how you eat. Um, it's how you respond to things. It's what, what is expected of you in your, in your family functioning, right? It's what, it's what we give and what we expect back. Right. And so music and artistry is a very important element of that. And you think people don't know that you think these psychologists and all these doctors don't don't understand that. You're a fool. So I just man, just be careful to what you're listening to and don't be scared to tell cats is trash. Like If it's trash, it's trash. And my standards are trash. If, if it's not following thing, I don't want to hear about you drilling your enemy. That's that's trash music to me. If all you're talking about in females, all you're talking about is how. Sexy your body isn't how many niggas want to sleep with you. And if they want to sleep with you, they got to pay this and give you that. Um, that's trash music to me. I'm sorry. Music is not meant to just, just be boisterous, right? Now, again, you can flex a little bit. I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with flexing. Yeah, I did this to do that, and I got this. That was my hustle. That's my grind. I did that. Now I'm, I'm reaping the benefits. We flexing. But then at the same time, I'm going to drop some game on you. Hey, you want to get like this, little brother? Try this. Do this. You know, respect this, and you might can get this. That sounds a lot better to me. Any any music, that's that's good music to me, right? We want to feed the people, not just take from them, right? We don't want to just act like we don't care. And a lot of these artists, they just don't care about the younger generation. I don't care if you listen to it. You know, that like, if you if you listen to what I say and you go do it, nigga, that's on you. You that's that's on you. Nobody tell you to go do it. Everybody ain't strong as you in their mind, right? So that's to me, it's like you really don't care then. Just say that. Just say you're here for the money. You know what I mean? Just say you're here for the money and and just leave it at that. All right. So that's what I I wanted to just highlight, man. Go do your research on music and just try to tie it into bigger things. You know, don't just look at it as a music. Oh, it's old versus new. Oh, well, the younger generation is hip hop. Hip hop evolves into different things. Oh, that's all crap to me. I don't care what you say. That's crap. Right. The direction that hip hop is going in is not is manufactured. It's not natural. Trust me, it's not natural, bro. For music to go from where it was to where it is now, is that was not natural. That was manufactured. Do your research. Go read up on some of these executives. Go read up on some of these artists. Go watch some interviews. Go watch the documentary Origins of Hip Hop. You know what I mean? And just be careful to what you're listening to. Be careful what you're putting in your body, in your mind. You know what I mean? And, and trust me, if you do the research, you know, 
you will see what I'm talking about. It is definitely a difference. All right, so that's what that's how I want to leave it today. I want y'all to just really understand. Let me know how y'all feel, and more particularly, I want to know. Let me know how you feel about Kurt Franklin making a song with Lil Baby. First, let me know if you even knew that. Let me know if you knew that Kurt Franklin made a song with Lil Baby. Go listen to the song, and then let me know how you really feel about it. Honestly, give me your comment and your opinion. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I just gave you my reason why. It threw, it threw me for a loop. Honestly, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it being done, but what are the implication, ramifications, and after effect of this? What are you, what are we trying to do with this, and where are we going with it? That's what I think of. That's what I, that's how I'm looking at it. Because our community is very important. Our culture is very important. We can't just let people keep watering down and muddying down our culture, bro. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You have to care at some point. To me, gotta care. All right, so I appreciate y'all for stopping in. I appreciate y'all for checking me out, listening. Um, again, thank you. Um, you can go to thecrazies.com. You can go follow me on all my social medias, The Crazy Show, Mr. Touche, uh, Mr. Crazy, um, all any one of those, Google, or you can just go to thecrazies.com, and I got, you got all my links up there and everything. So I want to thank y'all again for coming through, man. I hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody is safe, man. I hope everybody getting what they deserve and everybody getting what they need. All right. But until next time, thanks for stopping in. Peace.